Amen. Everybody comfortable? All right. Psalm 66. Notice with me in verse 12. Thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water. But you brought us into a wealthy place. A wealthy place is a place of saturation. A wealthy place is a place where God has for all of his children because he is absolutely no respecter of persons. Now, we've been through fire. We've been through water. We've been through some difficult things in our lives. But God brought us out. Brought us out. He brought us out. And where did he bring us into? He brought us into a wealthy place. And so a wealthy place then is a place of increase. Look at Psalms 115. And we've been talking about this on Sunday mornings for, oh, maybe three or four Sundays. But there's some loose ends that I want to kind of tie up and don't know exactly where we're heading Sunday morning. We may uh, dive back into this, but got some other things stirring in my heart, too. So um, in Psalms 115, notice with me in verse uh, 12 uh, through 14 of the 115th Psalm. He says here, the Lord has been mindful of us. That's good news right there. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He'll bless the house of Aaron. He'll bless them that fear the Lord or reverence the Lord, both small and great. I want you to read verse 14 with me if you would. And the Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. Let's declare that one more time. And the Lord shall decrease me more and more, you and your children. We serve a God of the much, much more. Amen. Amen. And so life that he has given us and this abundant life is meant for us to increase more and more. And we we looked at several scriptures throughout the series. And if you haven't been here for this series, you can get updated on the online or you can get CDs of it. But when we talk about increase, we're not just talking about money. When we're talking about a wealthy place, we're not just talking about money. If you look in the Word of God, you'll see that the word increase is used various times, increasing in the knowledge of God, for example. Uh, Also, that your love would increase yet more and more. How many of you know that we can get better at walking in love? That the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of love, can be and really should be increased in our lives the more that we're in Christ Jesus. Because the more love we walk in, the more success really we'll have in life. Well, how do you know that? Well, the Bible says that love never fails. And the opposite of failure is success. If you want to be a success in life, walk in God. Walk in the truth. Walk in love. Walk by faith and not by sight. Amen? Amen. And so the Lord will increase us more and more on several fronts of our life. There's other scriptures about that the Lord increases our strength. 
If there's one thing that we need for these last of the last days is we must be strengthened. We must be strengthened in our spirits, in the inner man. And once we are strengthened in our hearts, then this strength can show up on the outside. And so that we can fulfill all that God has called us to do. And in this wealthy place, there is a place where you will fit and where you will flourish. Yeah. And that's a, that's a whole another sermon right there. But his wealthy place, is, it's, a, it's a condition, if you will. It's, it's a condition. It's a state that you are in. It is a place that God puts you in where you are fitting and you are flourishing in the plan of God. And that's an awesome thing. Matter of fact, um, I think it would be good to look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. And I I, want to look at the Amplified Version tonight. Say this with me, if you would. This wealthy place place is a place where I fit and where I will flourish. Now, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 says, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus under good works, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time. So this wealthy place, if you will, is a place where you fit and flourish that really was in the mind of God or in the plan of God before you were born. Predetermined. That we should walk in them, living the good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us yeah, to live. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Your wealthy place yeah. is ready. Hallelujah. Now, with that thought in mind, look over to Acts chapter 17. And I believe it's verse 26. I might be wrong about that. But notice with me in Acts 17. And uh, notice with me in verse 26. And I'll, I'll go over there to make sure that that's the right verse. Thank you, Lord. What a plan he's got for your life. What good things he has in store for them that love him. Hallelujah. What a God we serve. What a good, great, gracious, wonderful, mighty God we serve. What a planner. What an arranger. What a connector. What a God we serve. Hallelujah. He's our Father. Hallelujah. And He will not withhold any good thing for those who will walk before Him. Amen. So in Acts 17, and I need to make sure we're in the right place. Verse 26 is right. Acts 17, 26, and we'll look at that in the Amplified Version. And we'll just wait a moment until we can get there. I like it especially out of that specific version. And uh, we'll read it first out of the King James Version, then we'll look at the Amplified. Well, here we'll go to the Amplified here. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Amen. It's all good, isn't it? It's the good Word of God. Amen. 
And he made from one common origin, one source, one blood, all nations of men to settle on the face of the earth. That takes care of the race issue. I mean, really, if in Christ Jesus, amen, we're all one blood. Come on, somebody. Some of us are just lighter than others. <laughs> right? Amen. And we're all here on earth. Having definitely, I like this, the way he says this, having definitely determined their allotted periods of time and the fixed boundaries of their habitations, their settlements, their lands, and their abodes. Woo! Glory to God. That they should seek the Lord if happily they might feel after him and find him though he be not far from every one of us. But I want you to notice this. There are some things that are predetermined for you. There are things that he has predestined for you. There is a place called wealthy that you will fit in and that you will flourish in. Hallelujah. And so, I don't want to miss it. How about you? I don't want to miss my predetermined, foreordained, allotted habitation and place where I will fit and I will flourish. And by God's grace, I don't believe that I am. And by God's grace, I don't believe that you are. And by God's grace, I don't believe that any of you will ever have to. If now yeah. you'll cooperate mm-hmm. with this great, glorious, wonderful planner, connector, <laughs> good God, author of the good life. Yeah. Woo! Glory to God. Yeah. What a mighty God we serve. Just look what He's already done. Just look. Who he's already connected you to. Just look and see what the Lord has done. And so then, his plan for us then is to make certain that we have his sight. That we have his vision. That we see and know So that we can flow in our wealthy place. I remember Dad Hagen years ago used to talk about the spirit of seeing and the spirit of knowing. The spirit of seeing and the spirit of knowing comes, number one, through the Word of God. It is the entrance of His Word that gives light. So... When, the, when his word enters into the heart of a man or a woman, the darkness leaves, the light comes, enabling them to see things they've never seen before. Right. Isn't that really how it has been in your spiritual walk, in your spiritual life with the Lord? Yes. Once you got introduced to 
um, the uncompromised word of God, once you got introduced to revelation knowledge through the anointed word being preached and taught through different people, through you reading the word and you entering into this glorious spirit-filled life and walk, man, you saw things you never seen before. You saw you were the righteousness of God in Christ. You saw that it was and is the will of God for you to walk in divine health. Amen? And it's the will of God for you to prosper. So he gets his, he gets his word into us. And uh, there's several different avenues by which he does that. Turn with me over to John chapter 14, if you would. John, the 14th chapter. So the Bible then is designed to give you and I vision. St. John. 14, and just by, by way of review, let's look at this and we'll go a step further tonight. John 14, verse 8 and verse 9. John 14, verse 8 and verse 9. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it will be sufficient for us. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how do you say, show us the Father? So as we said a couple of Sundays ago, that Jesus is the Word made flesh. And when you see Him, you see the Father. And so when you read the Word and I read the Word, that is God talking to us. And while we're reading, we're hearing and we're seeing And as I said a couple of weeks ago, that words are not just letters linked together. When I say the word cat, you don't see C-A-T, you may see your cat. I see John and Lindy's cat. Name is Molly. So words are containers. And words are like cups or bowls, as we said that contains something. And spiritual words contain spiritual quantity and supply. And so the good news is this, is when God's word goes into our heart, no word from God is void of power. Or It contains within it the anointing and the power for it to go into the heart of a man or woman and spring forth and bring forth fruit and have it come to pass. So, then the more time that I spend, the more time that you spend in the Word of God and we read the Word of God, the more we will see. The more we'll see. The The more we'll be able to just... Take hold of. I see it, Lord. Now, I want to go a step further tonight. I didn't really have liberty to to go here on Sunday morning, especially in the 11 a.m. service. Uh, But I feel like I do tonight. So go over to John 16. And I want you to, to look carefully with me. 
at uh, another avenue that he uses to get vision into us. Another avenue that, that he uses so that we can see. Man, I want to see all that God has for me. Yeah. Say that with me. I want to see, see all that God, all that God has, for me. has for me. Hallelujah. Now, there's no question that God's got something for you. Amen. John 16, verse 13 through 15. We're going to look at this in the Amplified Version. John 16, verses 13 through 15 uh, in the Amplified Version. And I'll, I'll wait till it comes up here because I don't have it written down and I don't have it in my, have it. In my notes. You have it? Yeah. You're a nice little church girl. How many times have you been to church in your life? I'm glad I married the church girl. I didn't say the church lady. But when he, the spirit of truth, the truth giving spirit, the entrance of his word gives you truth. When he comes, he will guide you into all the truth, the whole truth, the full truth. For he will not speak his own message. He will not speak on his own authority. But he will tell whatever he hears from the Father. Say this with me. He will tell whatever he hears from the planner, from the connector, from the author of the wealthy place. Woo! Glory. I'm getting happy. But he will tell whatever he hears from the Father. He will... Give the message that has been given to him. And he will, read the rest with me, he will announce and declare to you the things that are to come that will happen in the future. He will tell you. He will tell you. He will give the message. And he will announce. That's a sermon right there. He will tell. He will give. And he will announce. And declare to you the things that are to uh, come that will happen in the future. Now look at verse 14. Then we'll look at verse 15. He will honor and he will glorify me. This is Jesus speaking. Because he will take of, receive, he will draw upon what is mine. And will reveal. He will declare. He will disclose, and what will he do? In other words, all those words say to you and I, he's going to make sure we get it. Amen? Amen? We're going to get it, because we're not dumb. Amen? Our ears aren't plugged, are they? Our eyes aren't glossed over. We're sharp. We're quick. We're bright. We're really good looking. And we're very rich. And we are a major blessing. Is that right? Is that you? Don't let it just be me. Is that you? Say it with me. I'm quick. I'm bright. Hallelujah. I'm sharp. I'm good looking. I'm very rich. And I'm a major blessing. <laughs> We're not spiritually dumb. No, we're dumb. We're spiritually sharp. Yeah. Sharp. 
We don't have the mind of dumb and dumber. <laughs> Can't believe they came out with dumb and dumber part two. I mean, how many years later is that? I mean, give me a break. No, we're not dumb and dumber. We're not numb and number. No, we're spiritually sharp. We're in tune. We have the mind of the anointed one and his anointing. I have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. You have a sound mind. There's no unsoundness about my soul. My soul is sound. My soul is solid. My soul is anchored to the rock of my salvation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he will take, he will receive, he will draw upon what is mine and will reveal, declare, disclose, and transmit it to you. Hallelujah. Look at verse 15 now. Everything that the Father has is mine. That is, that is what I meant when I said that he, the Spirit, will take the things that are mine and will declare it, disclose, and transmit it to you. So this is another way that he gets vision into us is by the Holy Spirit. Did you know that your eyes can be enlightened? Yes. Now listen very carefully. This is essential for finding and doing the plan of God. Because once you find the plan of God, there are things about the plan of God and steps within the plan of God that he wants to declare and disclose and transmit and make it clear to you. Amen? Amen? Yes. And so it's essential for doing the plan of God. And when we see something, and when he shows us something, then we are enabled to do it. How do we get to this place where we're able to pick up on his transmission? We've got to be on the same wavelength. We can't be communion with, communing with the world all day long and expect to hear from him. We can't be arguing with people all day long and this, oh Lord, and just do a drive-by prayer. <laughs> what about this, Lord? What about that? No, the transmission's messed up. The wrong wavelength. And so that's why Paul instructs us about the communion with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And the communion with the Holy Spirit's over there in 1 Corinthians. And, and what the communion with the Holy Spirit is just simply a drawing near to Christ. Yeah. It's, it's a taking in of Him. Mm -hmm. It's a drinking in of His presence. It's just communing. It's just fellowshipping with Him mm -hmm. like you would a very, very close friend. Yeah. Yeah. Don't make it difficult on yourself. You don't have to be pious. You know, you don't have to take your shoes off. Fearing the Lord, drawing near, communing with Him. When you commune with Him, He will commune with you. When you draw near to Him, He will draw near to you. Amen? So then our, our, our minds then start to get renewed then to how this works. This isn't difficult. God has not made this secretive to the saints of God. It's an open book. 
And there's open revelation for you. So, learn then to honor him as your holy guest. Right? An old English word for Holy Ghost is holy guest. So then, create a never-take-for-granted attitude toward this wonderful Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of you. And you'll find that when you, when you welcome him, when you make him feel welcome, just like you would a guest in your home, you know, you, you want a guest in your home to, to feel welcome, right? You know, just come on in and have a seat and what can we get for you? You want something to drink? You want something to eat? It's just being a gracious host. See, you're hosting his presence. Yes. Amen. Be a gracious host. Don't grieve him. Don't ignore him. I mean, what if you had a guest in your home that you just ignored and you never fed and you never talked to? What a bummer it is for the guest. That guest is going to want to get out of there as soon as he can. <laughs> but here's what will happen. Now, you, you all have close friends, right? You all have close friends. If you don't, I pray that God will give you some good close friends. <laughs> Sincerely, I mean that. I don't mean that arrogantly. But I, I pray that God just give you some really good koinonia. That's right. Some good close friends. Friends that stick closer than a brother. A friends that when the world walks out, your friends walk in. Yes. Amen. Friendship is a wonderful thing. Abraham was a friend of God. But you all have close friends. And the neat thing about close friends is the walls go down. Intimacy takes place. And there's a sharing. Sometimes of secrets. That you wouldn't really say in front of people that weren't not so close a friend. And when the Holy Spirit feels welcome in your life and you're a gracious host... Just get ready to hear some heavenly secrets. Get ready for some glory. And get ready for some intimacy. Amen? Now, here's something else I want to get over to you tonight. This is really important. Look at John chapter 14 now, verse 12. Everyone say hallelujah. hallelujah. I'm glad I preached this tonight. Because this is helping me. And I trust that it's helping you. This is, this is, this is uh, related to the subject. In John 14, 12. Uh, we got any believers in the house tonight? John 14, 12. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me. Well, I believe on him. Do you? He said, the works that I do, shall he do also. Say that with me. The works that I do, shall he do also. And then he goes on to say, and greater works than these shall he do. Why? Because I go to my Father. Now, can we really, truthfully, minister that way? Can we do that? So... To answer that question, and we know that we can, 
But we need to have a grasp and an understanding how he did them. How did Jesus do the works of God? How did Jesus, come on, raise the dead? How did Jesus cause the blind to see, the deaf to hear, the lame to walk? How did he do that? He did not minister those things as God. He ministered them as a son of God, anointed by the Father God. Now I want you to, I want you to see this, because this will help you, and it will help me. Look at John chapter 5, and let's go back there. And uh, I'll set it up for you over here in, in uh, verse 16 here in a moment. But do you remember what happened in John 5? There was this great big feast, and there lay at this pool a bunch of impotent folk. They were blind, they were halt, they were withered, they were waiting for the moving of the water, and an angel went down and stirred the water, and a lot of wonderful things happened. There was a man that was infirmed for 38 years, and Jesus asked him, would you want to be made whole? And he says, well, I don't know, you know, if I can do this. But Jesus just said, rise up, take up your bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, took up his bed, and walked, and on the same day was the Sabbath. And then the religious people got ticked off. And in verse 16, I want you to pick it up in John 5. And therefore did the Jews persecute Jesus and sought to slay him because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. Well, wowee. How dare there be healing on the Sabbath day. They were not interested in that man whatsoever. They were only interested in the law. But Jesus answered them. I want you to see this. My father works hitherto, and I work. Mm -hmm. In other words, my work is in direct correlation with his work. He said, my father works, and therefore I work. Amen? Amen? Verse 18. Therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him, because he called God his father. Because he had not only broken the Sabbath, but also that God was his father, making him equal with God. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, you get a double verily, you're about to get a word. Truly, truly, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself. But what he sees, that's what I want you to see. Mark can do nothing of himself, but only what he sees the Father do. Raul can do nothing of himself, but only what he sees the Father do. You've got to see him before you can. Independent of him, we can do nothing. And I mean nothing. 
If you abide in him and he abides in you, you're the branch. He's the vine. Connected with him and seeing his plan and seeing his place. Hallelujah. Then you've got something you can do. The son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the father do. For what things soever he does, well, these also the son can do likewise. So would it be fair to say this, that Jesus had to see it before he did it? Say that with me. Jesus, Jesus. he had to see it before he did it. You've got to see it. Spirit of seeing, the spirit of knowing before you do it. It might be a good thing, but it is, a, is it a God thing? Do you see yourself doing it as a result of him transmitting and declaring and revealing it to you? Or have you just seen someone else do it and have success with it and said, well, I'll do that? That's a noble thing, but those kind of things fail all the time. Now, don't misunderstand me. There is virtue in seeing others do things that God has connected you with. I have seen so much in other ministers, and now I'm able to do what I've seen, but it's a glory connection. So you have to be able to distinguish that. You've got to be spiritually keen to get that. Amen? All right. So he saw it before he did it. You see why this is not easy to preach on a Sunday morning? Because you have a lot of people that aren't interested in seeing anything. Except the Raiders and the Niners at 1 o'clock. Or a menu at the Black Bear Diner. Can a, can a brother just preach a while? I mean, this is home. You can, you're my homies right here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't preach to this bunch. You flat just can't preach at all. <laughs> Say it with me. Hear, Hear. See, see, and do. And Hear. Hear. See him do it. it. Now I can do it. it. Look at verse 20. Verse 20. For the Father loves the Son. For the Father loves P.T. For the Father loves Brian. Hallelujah. For the Father loves the papes. For the Father loves you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and you. The Father loves all of us. Woo! Glory to God. For the Father loves the Son and shows Him all things (laughs) that Himself does. And He will show Him greater things. 
That's what qualifies you for greater things by being faithful in the things that he's already shown you. <laughs> he that is faithful in little will be shown much, much more. Let's raise our hands and thank him for it. Harabo satala bahaya. Lishtala brokavane. Neshtele profayele. Lasokolamande. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> and he will show him greater things than these. That you may just say, wow. That you might just marvel and say, what a mighty God I serve. So, you and I, Jamar, Joe, you and I, we're supposed to be seeing all the time. God will show you things. You're seeing things all the time. To reiterate, he saw himself doing this based on what he saw his father do. If you can see it, you can be it. And you can have it. And you can do it. How are we going to get there? How are we going to get there? He's helping us. I said he's helping us. He's not just the one that shows you things to come. He'll help you. He'll help you see it. Verse 30. Let's close here. Verse 30. Say it with me. If I can see it, I can have it. The greatest vision that I will get comes from the Father through the Word and through the Holy Spirit. Verse 30. He said, I can of my own self do nothing. He figured that out, yeah? <laughs> I can of my own self do nothing, but as I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just or it's right. Because I'm not seeking my own will. But I'm seeking the will of the Father that sent me. Not me savory de And so pray, Lord, not my will, but thine be done. I want to hear right. I want to hear just. It's not about me and it's not about you. It's about Him and fulfilling His will while we have time left here on earth. And as we hear and as we see and as we do, we shall all hear, good and faithful servants, enter into the joy of the Lord. Come on, let's stand up. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Just pray a little bit with me if you wouldn't mind. Stir yourself up. Brenda taught great message Sunday night. Great illustration. But one of the things she preached on Sunday night was stir up the gift that's on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Father, we just stir ourselves up. Oh, greater hearing. Oh, greater sight. I pray the eyes of our hearts would be flooded with light so that we may know, we may know 
that we may fit and flourish in our wealthy place. Eyes to see, Lord, eyes to see, ears to hear. Oh, my seeker, my Oh, Father, transmit it to them, Lord. Show it to them, Lord. Insight. Insight. That's what insight is. It's sight on the inside. Ha ha. It's sight that comes from the Father of light. The Father of lights. It is sight that comes from Him. It is sight that comes from His Word and from the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Insight, Lord. Insight. Pray for insight. Insight, Lord. What we see not, Lord, help us to see. What we haven't heard yet, help us to hear. Lord, where we maybe have been a little bit of dull of hearing and dull of seeing, Lord, may we be sharpened. May we be attuned and in tune. Oh, with your will, your plan. Ha ha, masola parineshte, ala masa. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you for that unfolding. Thank you for revelation. Pray for revelation. Just ask Him for revelation. Give us revelation. Spirit of God, reveal. Divine connections coming your way. This is what the head of the church would have to say. Supernatural intersections and supernatural divine Holy Ghost connections are coming your way. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, help us to see. Ah, best days ahead. Best days are ahead. My best days are ahead. My best days. Your best days. Our best days. They're ahead. They're ahead. They're ahead. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, my, 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 my. Great, 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 great. Great works. And even greater works. Ha ha ha. And your enablement shall be there. For there is no, ay, glory, there's no shortage of power. Ha <laughs> ha. No word that I give you is void of power. Meaning that when I give you a word, the enablement for that word to come to pass is there. Hallelujah. Say it with me I can do all things. I can do all things. Through the anointed one and his anointing.